It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're on SENZ. It is Summer Days with Ricardo Ball. And uh, joining us out of California is Fran Blindbury, uh, former head writer for NBA.com. How you doing, Fran? I'm doing well, Ricardo. How about you? Yeah, good. Thank you, man. Uh, good. Are you, how's, your, uh, how's your plans for Christmas coming together? What are, what are you up to? You doing much traveling? Uh, not at Christmas time. We've traveled a little bit beforehand, but uh, I got, I've got three grandkids uh, at home here with me, so it's uh, close to home now. So. Close to home. We're all we're all ready. Everything's all everything's wrapped up, and we're all set. You're all good to go. You're all good to go. Good to hear, man. Good to hear. Hey, we should talk some NBA. Uh, Nikola Jokic yesterday, forty points, twenty seven rebounds, and ten assists. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain numbers, literally. Uh, have you seen anything like it? Uh, no. I mean, he, 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 he you know, as a big guy, he puts. Number not not exactly those numbers, but numbers in that ballpark up as consistently as you know anybody in the league now, and uh, you know they they are Wilt Chamberlain numbers, with the exception that you know remember Wilt Chamberlain did that over the course of an entire season, fifty points, twenty plus rebounds, of uh, uh, you know so when you you're talking when you're we're talking numbers and you're talking Wilt Chamberlain, it's always Everybody on Earth, and then Wilt on the Moon. So it's 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 it's, it's a complete it's a completely different uh, world. Yeah, I mean those numbers. Uh, I had a look, and and you know uh, Elgin Baylor did it once. Uh, apparently, Wilt Chamberlain did it four times, and having over forty points and over twenty five rebounds and ten assists uh, minimum per game. So it is something that is pretty rare, uh, especially when, you know, I, I was talking to people around the offices, like, do you see those numbers and saying only two other people have done it? And everybody was uh, absolutely shocked that Michael Jordan wasn't one of the other two people that have done it. So I, I guess that really puts into perspective that, you know, it's not a Magic Johnson, it's not a Michael Jordan, it's not even a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, th- this is something pretty special. Right. Well, you have to be, you know, not not that I'm not discounting that, that uh, you know, Magic and Michael were not, you know, all around players. They certainly were, but you know, you got to get those kind of rebounding numbers. You usually got to be a, you know, a big man or you know, Elgin Baylor, who, who was, you know, played you know, way above the earth uh, back in his day. Uh, so, you know, I, I think when you know Magic had he had big rebounding games, he had big assist games. But to put them all together like that, at, while you're scoring forty points, it it, it was a pretty mind blowing experience, and and, and uh, uh, this guy, you know, this, it, 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 people argue about his MVP award. Should he get him with the team? Not he's not taking a team to the finals or whatnot. But you know, I, I think you're putting up numbers like that pretty consistently, uh, and then occasionally having a blowout in a, uh, a game like that. Uh, you know, it, it, it's MVP worthy. No, not about it. He is he is unique in the game today. The other thing about him, you know, because I I think triple doubles, and I think most of us, you know, in recent years hear the word triple-double and think two other words in Russell and Westbrook. Um, but, you know, right. a, a lot of his stats felt padded. The teammates were doing him favours to make sure he got there. Uh, this performance yesterday from Jokic didn't look like that. 
No, no, no. You're, you're, you're right. You know, in a lot of cases, you know, Westbrook, he come down the stretch and, 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 you know, jack up some extra shots or, you know, get a few extra rebounds and, and, and things like that. Now, Jokic is out there. He's, in many cases, you know, he, he's, he's driving this team. He's the guy who makes everything go together. I mean, it's, it, it's nice that he's got Jamal Murray back in the, you know, in the lineup here this season. But, you know, look, Murray shoots two for 11 yesterday, six points. Uh, you know, he, so he, he's not, Jokic is not, you know, just, just feeding off of other people. He is making the other people who get their numbers when the Nuggets are winning games, they're feeding off of him. He's at the middle of this whole thing. He is. Uh, now, speaking of numbers, there was a game yesterday between the Pistons and the Nets as well. At one point, the Pistons had a 20-point lead, and they somehow managed to lose it, 124 to 121. Kevin Durant uh, standing up uh, for the first time in a long time, I can remember, in terms of dominating a game. Scored 26 points in the third, 43 points for the game. Uh, the Nets... At the beginning of the season, I was calling them the New York Lakers because they seem like such a dumpster fire, but it feels like they've turned things around a bit, Fran. Yeah, they, they definitely are coming together. They've won nine out of their last ten games, and it looks like things are, you know, they, with all the turmoil they've had, you know, all of last season, all through the off season, uh, you know, firing Steve Nash at the beginning of the year, uh, Kyrie Irving not knowing, you know, how the heck they're, they're, that's all going to work. It, it, it was going to take a while, and, 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 you know, here it is. Here we are in December, and they're finally starting to look like the team that, you know, they hoped they could be when they put this all together. So, uh, they, they, I guess a lot of us, and, you know, me included, you, you started to write them off early in the season and saying, oh, well, this is just going to turn into a situation where they're going to end up having to trade Durant at the uh, trade deadline. But now things are coming together. I think they're in, what, about fourth place in the Eastern Conference. Moving up there, uh, they're, they're a team that, you know, they, they still gotta get more consistency for a longer stretch of time before I think I'm putting them in the, in the, the same category as the Bucks and the Celtics. But at this point, if you were to start the playoffs, they're a team that I don't think the Bucks and Celtics would, would be, uh, looking forward to playing. Now I mentioned, the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers haven't had a great time of of late. Um, they've got a, a an aging roster and a uh, you know a lot of money invested in just a couple of players. And when they fall over, things go sideways. They did start to pull things together a little bit this season. Um, they're currently on a six and four run, but we're hearing uh, that Anthony Davis could be out for more than a month with a foot injury. What does that do to the Lakers' hopes of uh, even making the play-ins at the moment? Well, that 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 kind of I'm not saying it's Stick a fork in them permanently because let's see. They say he, he could be out for a length of time. What is that length? Is it two weeks? Is it four weeks? And with Anthony Davis, you never can tell. That's the thing. This guy is a brilliant player, a, a special kind of talent. But uh, with the exception of uh, you know one or two years, he hasn't been able to stay on the floor all the time. And and, and that's what's made it. You know, you wonder about where the Lakers. Did they, you know, mortgaging their future to that trade to bring him in and giving up so many draft picks? And, you know, was that one championship in the bubble, was it worth what they're going through now? I mean, if, if he's not there for a length of time, if he's out for a month, they're going to get themselves, you know, buried to where, yeah, they're going to have to make a hard charge to make even the playoff game, uh, round of the, the postseason. So, yeah, Davis, this, this is what you get with Anthony Davis. It's a guy who, who, who can put up those incredible numbers, and he was doing that before this happened. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you just can't you can't expect LeBron, as he's just getting older and older, to just pulling more and more of the weight in, in this Laker wagon. 
What do you think, if you're the Lakers owners, uh, what, are you, what are you looking at trying to do here? Uh, I know they've been trying to offload Russell Westbrook for a while, but no one seems to want to bite that. Um, I mean, can, is there anything they can do? They don't have any picks uh, that I'm aware of, uh, and they're pretty, they're pretty maxed out when it comes to the cap. They're, I mean, they're, they are stuck. They're, they're, in, they're in the bed that they made. Uh, you know, they can't even, I mean, it, it, because of the contract situation and timing and all that, if they wanted to, the only thing they could do to, to redo things in the future is, is, is trade LeBron. But they can't do that because, and I, I don't know what all the ins and outs of the rules, but he's not eligible to be traded. So they can't even do that. Uh, they missed their opportunity to unload Westbrook at the, at the beginning of the season because I think they, they thought they could always get more as the season went on. But now I, what I'm reading and hearing is that uh, uh, people who are willing to deal for Westbrook are, are, are not willing to give up as much. And, you know, if, if they do trade and it's looking more and more like they've got to give up that 27 and 29 first-round draft picks, which means – the Lakers don't have a first-round pick until 2030. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, how do you rebuild with no young players and no real assets? Uh, I, I, I don't know. If, if, if I knew the answer to how to get the Lakers, I'd, I'd be driving down to uh, Crypto Arena and, and banging on the door and saying, here, 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 pay me and I'll tell you. Because, but I don't, I don't think they know. I don't think anybody knows what their way out is. They're looking the trading deadline, they want to just kind of get shooters. They say if we can get a, a wing shooter or a so-called 3-and-D player, uh, and that's why they've been, been talking about Buddy Heald has always been out there and, and, and people like him. But that, that doesn't solve the, the, the Lakers' problems. If, if they come back and they can get into the, the um, play-in tournament and they get into the real playoffs, they're no real threat to win this whole thing. Not, not even remotely close. They, they're not a threat to win a first-round series. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. I mean, I might be saying this with slightly, um, you know, uh, Kiwi-tinted glasses, but from memory, when Sean Marks went in as GM of the Nets, they were in a similar pro- in a similar situation, aging roster, no picks. Is he someone that the Lakers might turn to? Oh, oh, I don't know, you know, who they might be able to turn to. But I, I don't, you know, no picks at all. And, and, you know, they got into free agency and were able to get uh, uh, Durant and, and, and uh, you know, Kyrie and his situation always wanting to go someplace else. Uh, you know, I, I, look, I wouldn't rule anything out because at this point, I think they need a, a magic potion or something. I, as I said, I, I look at that roster all the time. As, I, as everybody who follows the NBA does. You know, it's one of the premier franchises in the league, the top two with them and the Celtics. And you say, how do they get back? How do they get back? What can they trade? What, what can they offer anybody? You know, as I said, I think Russell Westbrook, they were overestimating his value at the beginning of the year, and it's gone down. Yeah, and, they, and they're still paying him max, and that's why no one will, no one will bite that, uh, that hook uh, when it's put in the water. Uh, Fran, before we let you go, uh, let's just uh, quickly look at the conferences and, and see what you like. Um, I mean, the Bucks and the Celtics at the top of the East isn't much of a surprise. I guess uh, a team that not too many were talking about preseason, though, is the Cavs currently sitting in third. Well, that was a, that was a, a really interesting, fun to watch young team last year, and I think a lot of it we all thought, well, yeah, they're going to take the steps up gradually, and and I, what they've taken is is larger steps. They're up there, right, you know, within the, uh, sniffing distance of the Celtics and the and the Bucks. Um, yeah, I, I, I like them. Uh, you know, get, getting Donovan Mitchell was was one of those 
things that you know that, that young team needed a sort of a, a a bona fide star in the middle that says you know we need buckets late in games we can go to him and he's been doing that for them so uh, you know they'll it'll be interesting you know if we we get that they're still in that area in the top four the home court advantage when they get to the playoffs you know how far can they go there um, you know and then of course we're still watching. You know, the, you said the, the Nets coming up, and then you're still watching Philly sitting down there saying, well, you know, they, they have a couple of games where they play well. Right now, they've, uh, I think they're 7-3 in their last 10 games. And since James Harden has come back, they're playing pretty well. And B is putting up pretty uh, consistent monster numbers himself. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a team that I'm just not going to trust at this point. they they got to show it over stretch of months, not just a week or two. Yeah, so you still think it's down between the Bucks and the Celtics who's going to win the East? I really do, yeah. yeah. I think it's I think it's Milwaukee and Boston, and maybe you can flip a coin right now. And, you know, I, I really like, obviously you got to like Giannis with, with uh, um, Chris Middleton back and healthy. You know, what would that, what that, their, that series have been like last year if they had had Middleton? You know, this is a good piece of the playoffs. Uh, so yeah, those are the two teams to beat the East. There's no no question about it. You know, the West is more of a, you know, that that's the thing that changes from week to week. We say, you know, who's who's the uh, who's the favorite now? Who is the favorite now? What about the West? Uh, the Grizzlies sitting atop the West, uh, just one game ahead of the Pelicans and the Nuggets. The Suns are just a half a game further back from them. Feels like. Uh, Things have switched, you know. It used to be the West would be dominated uh, by the Golden State Warriors, and everybody was playing catch up. But the East was close. Well, it feels like the conferences have switched a bit now. Yeah, it's definitely changed. It, it's wide open. I mean, uh, you know, Memphis had that great run in the playoffs, and that got them a lot of notice. And, and, and I think you, we were thinking, at least I was coming in, they were going to be one of the top two or three teams all year long. Uh, Phoenix has had had some problems. That they 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 have they run hot and cold very much right now. They they're four and six over the last ten games. Uh, you know, Denver is a team that you know for for seasons we keep thinking that well this will be the the year with with Jokic doing what he's doing. Uh, yeah, but but yeah, the, the big surprise has got to be the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, you know, Zion Williamson we keep thinking well okay he he's, he's healthy he'll really be able to pull this team together, but. Uh, uh, I, and, and he certainly has, but beyond that, uh, you know, Willie Smith has done a fantastic job, you know, with that, you know, coaching that team, you know, since he's come in there. I and mean, from the time he took over, it, that's been a whole different atmosphere around them. They've played great defense. Uh, they, they, they share the ball. Uh, so they're, they're a team to watch. But I, I still like right now, the, the guy that I, there's a lot of people to, to enjoy watching in this league, but, uh, you know, go, I go back to Memphis to me. The guy that when, when the game is on and I want to watch just mind blowing performances, I like John Morant. Mm. I mean, I, I just think he's he, he's just he's just the big, best entertainer in the game. He, he goes for a little guy to go in the lane like he does and to finish in a dominating fashion like he does just just makes me want to watch him. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Uh, Grizzlies have got a lot of fans over here, courtesy of Stephen Adams, as you can imagine. Hey, friend, thanks very much for giving us some time today, man. I really appreciate it. Go well. Have a great Christmas with the family. Okay, Merry Christmas to you too.